Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. And together we are single, fat and 40. Let's go. And I'm on the roll. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm a bit like um, SpongeBob and Patrick when they go to Shell City. Very dehydrated. (laughs) (laughs) I think that opening line, everyone, might give you an indication of what's to come today. (laughs) Um, Now, before we go any further, Sarah, I think it's going to be necessary for you to catch us up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's it's Saturday night. You went out yesterday. Go on, off you go. I went. I had a night out, and I got asked out on a date mm-hmm. by someone I've not, I've known him a few years. We've got a bit of history. We have never slept together. Just like to say, he has slept in my bed and did not try to enter me at any point. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's always been a little something between us. He's always been interested, but he's, uh, if you've watched any of my Instagram stories today, he needs 50 people in him. He's very laid back to the point of like too laid back. Mm. So it never, ever goes anywhere. And then he was with someone else. Then he said, oh, he was going to take me to Pop World. <laughs> He wanted to take me. That's what he said. He, last night, he said he'd, he'd been out somewhere. He'd been to Pop. And I said, oh, I've never been to Pop World. And he went, I'll take you tomorrow night. I'll take I'm, you to I'm Pop sorry. World. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say Pot World or Pop World? Pop World. What is Pop World? It's a nightclub that plays very oh, cheesy music. Okay. okay yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, right. Let me get this straight. You went out <laughs> last night, which was Friday. Yes. And today, while you were hanging like a sheet in the wind, mm-hmm. he, well, so last night he said, I'll mm. take you out. And I went, okay. But because we've got this history of him saying things but not doing them. So it's that. Oh, situation. sorry. He's a man, is he? <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's that thing where I go, yeah, 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 we'll go out tomorrow. And I go, okay. And you sit and you wait for a text and it never comes. But if I text him, He'd go, oh, yeah, okay, cool, let's go out. But I'm like, no, I need you to initiate because don't go out with me because you feel like you have to. Go out with me because you want to. Hmm. So it would never go anywhere. Um, And then... Until today. (laughs) And so last (laughs) night when he said, I'm going to take you to Pop World, I said, okay, but you've got to make an effort and you've actually got to text me because we've been here many times before. And so today I was like, will he text me? And he did. (gasps) And I said, well, I've got a record at seven, um, but I'm free for the day. So he invited me out for lunch. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, how many pints, (laughs) how many pints of dark fruits have you had at this point? Four. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, you're doing remarkably well. I'm really impressed. Now, everybody's got to remember that I've been keeping track of what's going on on Sarah's Instagram story. And I knew you were out last night and I knew that you had every intention of getting absolutely fucking laminated last night. And then obviously today you were on the couch like, I'm so hungover, I want to die. And then it was like, oh, oh, are we going out? And then you're getting ready to go out. And then all I've seen on your Instagram stories is just glass after empty glass because you've clearly been in the pub. So I messaged Sarah and was like, mate, look, if you're on a date, if you're in the pub, you don't, we don't have to record tonight. We can reschedule. Like, it's not a problem. And you were like, no, I'm coming home. <laughs> but then so, um, this date is going to continue after Potentially part two. Uh, it's gonna. He said, "Oh, what are you doing after you record?" And I said, "Well, well, nothing." He said, "Well, obviously, I'm just gonna head into town. If you'd like to come and meet me, 
um just let me know and I said well I'll let you know how you know you know depends how long we are um and I might come meet you planet planet cool Sarah aren't you right now (laughs) I'm struggling I'm not gonna lie so of another pint of dark freeze (laughs) that's not a filter I need food and sleep did he buy you lunch have you had lunch he did he bought me some food yeah Oh. I had some chips and gravy. Look, now, I, I don't want to... <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> chips, gravy, four pints of dark fruits. And she says, she, she says she's not going out again later. <laughs> and I don't believe her. <laughs> and I was going to say, I don't want to judge everybody by my own standards. But if a man had managed to get me out of the house with a hangover had filled me full of dark fruits and said, well, if you uh, want to come out later, you'll know where I'll be. I'd already be planning what I was going to wear. This is it. I'm like, do I change? Do I just go as I am? No, love. Look, now look, I'm not, again, not here to judge. <laughs> I loved the approach that you took earlier where you were like, I'm going to wear jeans and a sweatshirt because jeans and sweatshirt is who I am. Take it or leave it. I was like, I'm living for this energy, Sarah. It's still Saturday night. True. And he's gone into town. So I do feel like possibly... He, d- he did turn up uh, in a shirt and, like, jeans and smart shoes. Yeah, it was a date. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what, though? What was fucking hilarious is I, on the way... Because we went to a pub, which is literally at the end of the road of where I live. Mm. And as I was walking down, I messaged... I sent a voice note to my friend, Sonia... Um, and it wasn't until we were in the pub and he was up getting a drink. I quickly looked at my phone and he'd sent me a gift and I was like, huh, because I'd sent him the voice note. Mm. So I was like, oh, luckily I've not said anything. my (laughs) God. So hang on. You leave the house to go on date to meet man. Send voice voice note to bestie. I sent a voice note to Bestie. To, oh no. Luckily, all I said was, okay, I'm on my way. Wish me luck. I'll report back later. Later on, he goes up, gets a drink. I think I'll have a quick look on my phone. And he sent me a gift saying, you can do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I sent it to him. And then every motherfucker that I know turned up at this fucking pub. I'm not kidding, right? Mate, so we like... sit down. <laughs> he goes to the bar, and then suddenly, my good friend Naomi, hi Naomi, she listens. Hi Naomi. Pops her pops her head around the corner, going, "All right, you want a date?" <laughs> and Thanks, I was like, well, "Naomi, yeah. thanks for yeah. that." Yeah. <laughs> then her boyfriend comes and goes, "All right, Sarah, have fun on your date." Like announces it to everyone. Oh, so then I felt mate. really awkward because everyone knows we're on a date now. Because everyone's sort of looking like laughing. Then my fucking neighbours came and had a table right over there. Then my fucking cousin, who I don't see very often, sat at the table next to us. All right, yeah, I'm good. How are you? And you know, you're like, (laughs) why is this happening today? Why has everyone come to this pub I was today? just going to say, mate, at this point, I can't decide if you've just had the best 24 hours <laughs> or the worst 24 hours. Um, you posted a TikTok earlier, which was a very, very accurate TikTok because it was describing how we never actually refer to men that are we are talking to or dating by their actual name. No. They, have, they have code names like kinder man or well i was trying know. to think of what we could call it but that's I think what you named i was him gonna ask what did i know well, i feel like you named him dark fruits man so I, now he's dark fruits man because <laughs> oh, no. i couldn't i couldn't think of <laughs> yeah i did something. didn't i messaged you and i was like how's it going with dark fruits man <laughs> so now he's just dark fruits man <laughs> yeah i actually did it i became the tiktok <laughs> <laughs> so dark fruits man goes all the way back to yeah. 2019 there's been a bit of a yeah. spark he's never really acted on it sounds like he's a bit shy mate is he, just he is he, do you know what he is he is shy he is not laddie he's not you know he doesn't go around swinging his dick about he is just a nice guy who just likes going out and having a nice time he is the one who will get up in the pub and do the cha-cha slide 
with absolutely no fucks given. I'm, yes. I'm sorry um, for the uninitiated. <laughs> those of us have been outside of Eastleigh pub culture for a long time. What the fuck is the cha-cha slide? It's that song. One hop this time. Boom. Two hops this time. Like he's that guy. He'll be up here. Dance. He doesn't care. He just wants to have a good time. He will go anywhere by himself. Oh, I love he's that. very, very devoted to his children. Oh, hang he's on, just... uh, hang on, hang on. Right. <laughs> back. He's my age. Uh, yeah, back, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're both separated, got kids from a previous relationship. Yeah, so yeah, he's never been married, but he has two kids from a previous relationship. Okay. Um, and yeah, he, he's just a nice person, but I don't know whether he's, um, what's the right word? He's not forward enough. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not. Okay. Do you know? You yeah. Someone to, you need someone to kind of take control a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like, you know, I, I'd probably be the one who had to initiate a lot of things. And sometimes there, you need a bit anything, more that back. Is there anything wrong with that? Why I'm not saying that, there's anything why do you think wrong that makes with you, it. Why do you, here, let me, let me be a complete bitch and try and psychoanalyze you <laughs> on our podcast when you were hungover and then had four yeah. pints of fucking cider because I can't Let's imagine what kind it. of fresh hell this is right now. <laughs> why do you, why do you think it makes you feel uncomfortable being the one to initiate? I think it. I just don't find that all that attractive. Patriarchy. Oh, yeah. Now you push very- the buzzer. <laughs> Have a Push shot. The buzzer, take a shot. Oh, she is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, maybe because I've been taught that the man is supposed to take the lead. But yeah. um, and if they're not actively kind of pursuing us or doing this or doing that, that they're not interested enough and we have to be wooed and swooned yeah. and coerced. Yeah. No, we get we get on. It was it was, you know, because he is quite a shy person. He's quite reserved. Sarah, do you fancy so, him? Yeah, I do find him attractive. I don't know if it. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I don't. This is the thing because there is an attraction, and obviously we've been having this back and forth for so long mm. that it's like, is it there or not? And we get on, we have a good time, we have a laugh, but it is quite awkward when we're both sober. It's quite awkward because he's quite, like I say, quite shy. Um, and then once the drinks get flowing, it's easy going, it's easy breezy. But could it be there sober? Mm. And I do think is our whole relationship based on booze? Oh, yeah. Sorry, and the, also, the, the, the klaxons are going off here. Yeah. Like you know, like the noise yeah. I can hear over here is the sound of a siren in a, in a, in a submarine that's never going <laughs> to surface again. You know, like, yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. We, like I say, we get on. He's a lovely guy. He's so easygoing, but he's when he's also, (laughs) he's also the kind of guy who I think if someone else had taken an interest in him yesterday and said, hey, we should go out, he'd be out with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't that, know. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That is generally kind of how it works, isn't it? But yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, I just feel like I'm just, am I just there? And I, oh, I'm single. You're single. Um, I yeah, don't hang, know. Again, again, isn't that how it works? <laughs> isn't that exactly what you've said you've been looking for this entire time? But is he time? just settling? That's what I mean. Are you? Isn't that the more important question? Exactly. Uh, would I just be selling? Because I'm. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not sure he's enough for me. Not as in I'm better than him, mm. but as in the, the kind of person I want. He's got. He, he doesn't have a lot of oomph, mm. and I think I find that quite frustrating. I I'd say that that is a very good observation to have and to hold as you continue yeah. to navigate your way through. Is this. he the kind of guy who would be lovely to go, do you want to come around and watch Jimmy Savile documentaries on the sofa and eat snacks with? Absolutely. But, but in terms of passion and all that kind of stuff, I don't don't know. 
maybe it's a fuck around and find out situation. So, <laughs> and this is it. And this is because we've had this, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. So it's like, do we give it a go and find out or just go, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think it's there. This is the million dollar question at this point. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, this is the million dollar question. I'm about to say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you going to go out again tonight? Oh, part of me wants to because I like the attention. <laughs> Hard to relate. But, but also I feel, like I say, like, I feel, literally feel like SpongeBob in Shell City right now and my bed is very tempting and a takeaway and obviously boxing's on tonight that's boring just oh as in wall to wall blokes okay oh, so his he's done a warm-up couple of pints in the pub with you and he's now going into town for more <laughs> drinks but it wasn't like it's like tonight is not pop world night it's not like he was like come find me we'll continue this like you and him hanging no, out no he was um, I think if I hadn't been recording, he would have said, Do you want to go out tonight? And we would have gone probably to Pop World. The place Sarah, of romance. This is why I messaged you and said, Oi, knock it. We couldn't do this anytime. Be no, on a date and go I on a date. A, I made a commitment. And I, was I, do, like, I also I'm love gonna... that. I do enjoy that. I do enjoy yeah. that. I used to do that a lot with people. I'd be super into them yeah. and wanted to do something. And I'd be like, Yes, but I have this thing I need to do because I wanted and then, to know that I was interesting and have my own interests. Yeah. So, like, we left the pub at like half six. He's, he's gone into town. He's not interested in boxing. He just likes going out. Um, and he just sort of go and see. He just one of these people who just knows people. Um, and I'm now like, mm, do I go back out? But also, mm. I'm sat here and I'm like, I really want you to go back out again and to yeah. really take the lead and see what happens. But that's because I'm living vicariously through you <laughs> right now. You know, like I also know the appeal of your bed when you're hungover and yeah. like how nice it is just to have that time for yourself. So like, you obviously have to make the choices. But I feel like our audience, if we think <laughs> about the good of our audience. Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod, mate. Do it for the story. Like, I just, I just, I just think there's some part of you from what the way you've just been. I mean, I know we talked a lot the last episode about what it is that you want and being prepared to fiercely yeah. advocate for that. Like, and I stand by everything that I said, but there's just something really appealing for me, for you right now. And being like, yeah. I'm going to put a red lip on and I am going <laughs> out, out with this oh, man oh. and seeing where it goes and what happens you know and being like you want to yeah. take me to pop you want to take me to pop world get out of the pub watching the boxing you boring bastard take me to pop world <laughs> i don't want to go to pop world <laughs> yeah and no, i see there's a thing i neither would oh, i wouldn't want to do that either so no. <laughs> i am just like i said really trying to vicariously live through you i just did like i've had a long work day and i was like okay before we record i'm gonna go outside do a walk around the neighborhood i ate some falafel you know oh i love falafel me too live in a good neighborhood oh. falafel um, oh. got, got a falafel box it had some chips in there as well some pommes um and i'm walking around and like it's just young beautiful people everywhere convened yeah. on every corner all just drinking and having fun and like spring in berlin is like uh, an entire atmosphere it's an entire mood and they'll all be getting geared up for where it is that they're going out and people out on dates and then i sort of like finished my falafel and came back in my house <laughs> <laughs> so I am a little bit kind of like I, I am really aware that I'm like oh my god go out like have a reason to get dressed up let someone show you attention like um you know but part of the reason that I don't is because I really also enjoy my own yeah he's quiet in space I haven't I haven't watched the final of the latest season of RuPaul's Drag Race but it's been spoiled for me completely already oh, I haven't seen any of it wow uh, where are we watching it where's I everyone watching it i watch it on world of wonder which is oh, a subscription okay. so i pay a fiver a month to watch nothing but drag race all the time basically but oh, there's a new I might season have to invest yeah it's worth <laughs> it there's a new season of all stars now as well so oh um, okay there hang on sarah there's a ladybird on my microphone oh i hate I shit you not look at that oh Sorry, I just looked down and I was like, there's something moving on my mic. What does that mean? Can somebody that's into like dream interpretation tell me the meaning of seeing a ladybird on my microphone? Um, yeah, so I'm probably going to stay in and watch Drag Race, but I'm starting to feel a little bit like 
as spring happens, like I'm seeing everybody yeah. else kind of out and about, I'm getting like a little bit like, is this a bit sad? Yeah, because when the weather gets effort? nicer and it gets lighter, you just think, oh, I should be out. Yeah. 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 Let's be honest, though. Nothing, nothing good happens out there. No, it doesn't. I'm not, I'm not missing anything. I know that much. So um, there was something I was going to ask you, and now I can't remember what it was which is going to create one of these ominous pauses, which is so great for podcast recording. <laughs> See how long we can, we can keep our, our silence going. Um, other than the, uh, other than dark fruits, man. Yeah. Been talking to anyone. How's the old dating app activity? Uh, nothing on dating apps. Mm. Um, married man still trying his luck. <gasps> Uh, Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, no one, no one at all. Um, I did notice before you uh, succumbed to the fruits last night <laughs> that you posted a story about working with Eastly Pride or like, yeah. was, what's that about? So I, someone made a, a singles group for my local town mm-hmm. and I thought well I'll join it obviously I'm single and it's very very active people pretty much meet up and go out and do stuff every day cool and the guy who um organizes EC Pride is in the group and very active and I met him last night and we were talking about it and he said we're looking for volunteers so I was like yeah sure sign me up and then we were just chatting and he said he wanted to create a queer space in EC because there is literally nothing for the gays here I mean Southampton let's be honest has only got two places yeah true (laughs) it's this is not the place to be gay (laughs) no 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 having having grown up there uh yeah and being so far in the closet, I'm literally in fucking Narnia, um, <laughs> freezing, freezing my nips off. Uh, I can contest to the fact that it is not. It is not the place to be gay. And he said, I would love to create a, a, a queer space where everyone is welcome. Uh, he's talking about kind of like a community uh, place where during the day you can go get coffee, get some food. But in the evening, maybe it becomes a bit more of like a bar. Mm. And he said, I'm looking for investors. He went, how much can you give me? And I went, wow, to be fair, I could probably give you about six grand if you want. And he went, oh, my God. So, I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to hand over my life savings at this stage. But <laughs> but I was like, we need it. We need something here. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm <laughs> sorry. Hang on. Yeah. You might you might be wondering what this like baffled and curious face is of mine, right? <laughs> and my baffled and curious face, Sarah, is that in the time I've known you and I've talked to you, there have been numerous occasions where there's probably been opportunity for you to like invest in yourself in terms of doing yeah. some of the things that you really want to do. And and yeah, <laughs> let's be frank, you never do them. And yet no. a, a relative stranger approaches you in yeah. a bar and says, I feel <laughs> the need for this. I think it could be helpful. And you go, take my money. Take my money, just have it. Hey, you can have it. Yeah. The thing is, it's like that's all the money I've got in the world, and I rely on that for when um I get too too into the dark fruits. Um, you know, you hang can on, hang in. on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is your like what rehab fund? <laughs> my rehab fund. It's my. I really want that crystal fund. It's the oh Good, fuck. I'm like, in. An, I'm in we, an unarranged yeah. overdraft fund. Shit. Yes. No. Us all, us um, having, and know, I'm having... scared to spend it. Yeah, you yet you'll volunteer it to the to the guy who organizes pride and wants to open a queer. I mean, I you know, I say a lot of things when I've drunk a lot of dark fruits. I'm not saying I'm actually gonna give the guy my money. (laughs) You mean I love that. I love that. He's probably spent the whole day being like amazing. We got like a whole. I've got an investor, and I'm going. Like, well, like, hang on. Give sixty p. Oh, six hundred quid. Like six grand. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely think that our councils, local councils need to be way more constructive and stepping up yeah. and being the ones that are funding spaces and initiatives like yeah, this. And absolutely. I, that's something that's really, really absent and is missing in the UK at the moment. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's one of those when you're drunk, it seems like, yeah, cool, I'll invest. Mm. But in the, in the sober light of day. How, how sober is the light of day right now, Sarah? <laughs> oh, it's not that so. It's very, very foggy. I'm not going to lie. It's foggy. My tummy feels a bit unsettled. My brain's just gone. Sorry, look, I, I don't want to cackle over here with all the smug, <laughs> smug remembrance of someone with fucking five years off the source. But I just was cracking up, mate, because... To watch you be on Instagram, know you're in the pub, and then to see four empty glasses of fucking cider on the table and be like, we're going to record a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I can do it. To be fair, you are. You're doing it. And you're not even no, swearing no. or anything. I no, because do. I'm in the stage of I've drunk so much last night and I'm so tired that the alcohol isn't even really hit me. Yeah. If anything, it's just making me more tired. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember. I vaguely remember. But yeah. like I, I think Hannah now after four pints, obviously, probably before I would have just been quite loud and annoying. Um, yeah. but now I would be like, Oh my god, what is just my keys? Like I'd be absolutely fucking smashed off a sniff of fucking cider. And here's the cruel <laughs> thing, Sarah, is that right. I loved Strongbow. I oh. loved Strongbow and my favorite drink was cider and black. And I have never had a dark fruits because they didn't never fucking got, exist. You never got to experience it. I never got to experience that. No. Because that's it. When you go to a pub and they don't have dark fruits on tap, you have to go, well, have you got Strongbow? And then they go, can you put some black currant in it? Yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's not the same. No, right, but that's how dark, get, that's how dark yeah. fruits was born, mate. It was through pioneers yeah. like us making them put yeah. blackcurrant cordial in a pint um, <laughs> because it wasn't already hideous enough. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of chemicals and additives, the old cider drinkers know, right? We had to stick yeah. some more sugar in there. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know what I wanted to talk about. Um. Because on Monday, yeah, I'm going for my ADHD assessment. Okay. You Does gave in. I did give in. Yeah. Um, but it has been actually a real struggle. And I am having like all sorts of feels about it. Yeah. Like I've, I've not been very good this week mentally. Yeah. I've really been struggling like the old taking yourself back to bed in the middle of the afternoon vibe and like wasn't able mm. to show up for some appointments and, and stuff like that. And I realized it's because I think the reason I wanted to bring it up is that I know a lot of people, like I said, are really fighting for diagnoses um, in terms yeah. of all sorts of different, you know, um, mental health issues. Uh, and there's such a lot of stigma about it. And I've talked about this before with kind of depression and anxiety and things. I find it really hard to be someone that can be such an advocate and be like, we have to smash the stigma. Yeah. And then like literally make myself ill <laughs> <laughs> with the stigma. Yeah. But it's yeah. tough. And I'm sure people that have been through this process, um, you know, who knows what this assessment is going to say. But, you know, people that have kind of had to walk down this road, it surfaces an awful lot of other stuff. Like it's kind of like it's hard not to drift into the resentment of like, wow, if I'd known this or someone else, had, if someone had noticed this or I'd had an opportunity yeah. to understand this when I was younger, would it have been easier for me to do certain things or take advantage of certain opportunities? Perhaps I wouldn't have ended up self-medicating like a complete fucking maniac for 15 plus yeah. years. <laughs> you know, like um, understanding that like alcohol and stimulants maybe affects me differently, that my impulse control is fucked. Like, you know, like the more I learn and the more compassion I'm able to or I'm expected to develop for myself, the harder I find it. Because yeah. I, I, I'm realizing that like the way that I've gotten through life is by just kicking the shit out of myself and being really hard on myself and being like, get a grip, get it done. Prove them wrong. <laughs> my whole life, yeah. my whole life. And like even in my old job, um, my boss used to despair. My old <laughs> CEO just despaired because... I can be very creative and very capable and I used to make him an awful lot of money, but he would be like, well, what did you do today? And I'd be like, well, I, I don't know stuff. And he'd be like, Hannah, I pay <laughs> you. What, tell me what you did that meant you were doing your job today. 
well, I don't know. I, I was busy all day. I know I was doing stuff like I couldn't. Yeah. And he would he would be like, can you time block for me? Like time block on your calendar or on your schedule. Like I did two hours of blog content. I did an hour in customer service. Like I did. I'd spent uh, two hours working on like a digital campaign or whatever. And I would like time block it. And then I couldn't stick to it. <laughs> so then he'd be like, well, today you did this on the blog. You did this in customer service. And then you did the digital campaign. I'd be like, no, I didn't. But I did do this. And he'd be like, yeah, but we haven't discussed that. And no one asked you to do that. And I'd be like, no, but it's good though, isn't it? And he'd be like, yeah, admittedly, it is pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, that's not the first instance where I've always yeah. described myself as kind of like a loose cannon or a bit of a renegade or a rebel. And I do love that about myself myself but I'm also like wow is it because you literally were physically like neurodivergently incapable of yeah. operating in these other systems and these other structures because I've given myself such a hard time mm. like I laugh about it but the pain of knowing this person was frustrated with me and not yeah. being able to articulate or explain why the fuck it was that time boxing and scheduling and roadmaps just tormented me. <laughs> it's just, it's just, oh. So I'm like, I'm, I'm intrigued to speak to a psychiatrist on Monday. Yeah. As I've mentioned, my doctor has been campaigning for me to do this for over a year. Um, but I'm also just like feeling all the feels like I'm really upset. I'm really frustrated. I'm really like now fucking what, you know, yeah. like it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the last 36 years of my life. And, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening who are maybe on the other side of this process going like, Oh, Hannah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I have got friends who've had, you know, diagnosis, diagnosis for ADHD and ADD, um, who I've been able to kind of talk to. And, but it's just, I guess what I'm saying is I wasn't prepared for how untethered it's made me feel and how, yeah. upset, how upsetting it is at the moment as well. And how, like, as much as we talk about fighting the stigma and understanding that people deal with different things and some of that isn't always visible or um how hard it is actually when you've internalized that to sit with yeah. that and to unpack that I kind of get what you're saying because like I often wonder if a bit like you I'm neurodivergent mm. how I don't know and I know we'd sort of take the piss out of, you know, people saying, oh, you've been self-diagnosing yourself because you watch TikToks. Mm. But when you watch those and you go, oh, I do that. Yeah. It does make you think, could there be something else going on that I've just been completely unaware of? Mm -hmm. But explains everything. And then you kind of think, so for me, like I saw one today, or yesterday about, um, I, I think it might have been like ADHD and not being able to put your laundry away. And I'm like, I'm sat with two piles of laundries on, on chairs. Yeah. And I give myself such, like you say, I give myself a hard time because I'm like, why can't my, my home be like a museum? Like everyone else's home is so tidy and organized. But then I think, but is it because just somewhere in my brain, I'm just, programmed a bit different yeah and maybe I should just give myself a bit of a break that's been my journey with this is that yeah. I, I obviously I knew I dealt with anxiety and depression when I went back to see my GP like over a year ago now she was like oh, I think you might have ADHD and I was like Pff. and I'm one of those people that's like mm, yeah I don't know about ADHD I think that's just a big umbrella term that covers yeah. a lot of behavioral things and you know like People are human and they struggle. Yeah. Like, get a grip, pull your socks up, write a to-do list. Like really, that's the internalized. Yeah. But that's also you know, because we've been, we've been brought up with that, like pull yourself up by the big exactly mentality. Exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly. Of, it doesn't matter. You just got to get it done. You just work harder. And actually that's not 
the case at all. No, I and I knew it was kind of bullshit, but there was an awful lot of avoidance there, I guess. But and then I'm the same. The more I'd watch stuff on Instagram or people saying this is my experience, yeah. the more annoyed or frustrated that I'd get with them. And that's a really good indicator, actually. If you're online and you find yourself getting like, oh, shut up about your ADHD. Hmm. Mm, yeah, that's very telling in terms of you know what it is you may have to sit with or look at yourself. You know, it's like when yeah. we look at people who are successful, successful, or like, and we're like, is it actually that they're doing things that you wished it was that you were doing yourself? You know, it can be really hard to take that big honk, kind of like long look in the mirror. Um, but I've kind of like I'm the same as you. I'd be like people. I watched one that brought me to tears. A TikTok where someone was saying about how we just tend, people with ADHD will tend to be louder. We don't have the same volume control. And the worst thing in the world is when someone points out to you that you are being loud because you feel that you have failed. And I literally was just like sobbing (laughs) because my whole life, I've never had any understanding of this whole thing of like being loud. And my mom always telling, you know, I sent it to my mom and was like, Jesus wept. And she was like, I was always telling you yeah why are you shouting and I'm like yes I know and I was always frustrated because I didn't really understand <laughs> yeah like, um and I remember like, even... I can't control it it's just no, the way it, I am yeah exactly even in a restaurant um recently I was at a table with some good friends and someone I didn't know so well and they went whoa you know like shh, like the Ross Geller and friends like <laughs> pipe down kind of like inside yeah. voice And I just, I got really like upset and Tommy was there. So Tommy knew how to kind of like be like, Hey, it's okay. Like, you know, because knowing full well that that's the sort of thing that really upsets me because it makes me feel super self-conscious, but underneath it is the frustration of like, yes, motherfucker. I know I'm loud. I've been told my whole fucking life that I'm loud, but I've never understood this idea that perhaps a component of that is that I just don't have this. People would always say, where's the volume button? And I'd be like, I don't have one. (laughs) That's it. My mom's always been like, turn the volume down. Imagine somebody telling you that and you don't have a volume control. Yeah. So then you've got no way of responding to that. Because that's what I do. If you tell me, if you tell me at a table in front of people, I get defensive. And then go, oh, I won't talk. Exactly. And then I shut down and I don't want to talk or say anything. And then I go home and I secretly feel really bad about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that that was a that was a really big thing. And I think in the last week, the thing that kind of took me out a little bit was this idea of impulse control. Yeah, that the number one thing that a lot of well, it's a lot of number one things, but it varies a lot between different people. But something that people with ADHD will really struggle with is impulse control. And the one thing, obviously, I do qualify as an alcoholic. I know I've got an alcohol and a drug problem in terms of impulse controls. That one was defective very fucking quickly, but I see it in so many many other areas of my life. And I, I see it in terms of once I get an idea or a drive. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like if there's an impulse in order to kind of do something or make something or create something and it engages me, my God, what well, can I go for it? Like I can pursue it to the yeah. end of the earth. But the flip side to that is I can have a what I would call like a negative or a dangerous impulse or an unnecessary impulse. And I can have, I can go, Oh, I don't know whether I really want to respond to that. And I'm putting my coat on and leaving the house in the midst of trying to even develop (laughs) the awareness that what I'm doing or about to do on impulse is not a good thing. Like I've lived my entire life on impulse and have never really understood like, and then you get so frustrated and upset with yourself and you get angry and you're like, why am I like this? Why the fuck would you do that? And I'm like, because you have an impulse and you will literally act (laughs) because you, because your wiring makes you far more susceptible to your impulses without the impulse control that you see other people demonstrating. And it's not that it's that you, I'm just, I'm just, Sarah, I'm just so upset with the amount of time, the amount I've kicked the shit out of myself and how awful I've been to myself entire life you know yeah like I want to cry but I also feel yeah. like don't fucking cry what's wrong with you get a grip <laughs> <laughs> well if it makes you feel any better yeah um next well I mean next week now um mm. I'm going to my doctor to discuss my depression Good. Uh, and my medication because even twice last night Two separate people, one who has not known me very long, said, Are you okay? You just seem a bit off. 
Okay. I went, yeah, I'm all right, right. And then someone who I have known many years, not particularly close with, said, are you okay? Mm. And I went, yeah. And he went, are you really okay? And I went, yeah. no, not really. And I thought if people can pick up on it, maybe maybe I should get an I mean, adjustment. It's something, it's something that you were, we talked about a few weeks ago, though. Yeah. I yeah. think one that was, you and know, because I'd... My good oh. friend did say... Um, I, I she said I've noticed it for a while mm. you just you're a bit vacant and I went that's exactly it vacant yeah vacant yeah yeah so I said okay I'll go I'll go to the doctor and go something's not right <laughs> yeah it's it's weird because here's here's the thing uh I felt like I went to the doctor and was trying to tell him that something was not right my entire 20s yeah that was my whole thing was this awareness that I, I felt like something was off or something wasn't right. And it, I felt frustrated because I felt like nobody was really listening to me and that it's taken like, and then I have this one doctor who I've now had a, I've, she's known me over like five years. She's yeah. watched me wasted. She watched me sober up. She's watched me kind of adjust and adapt and then continue to struggle in some ways as a sober person to have a doctor go, do you think it could be this? But me not go, oh my God, finally, somebody's offering yeah. some suggestions or at least some alternative path uh, in terms of what it, it is that could be. I haven't got the gratitude. I haven't got that. I'm like, no, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's like denial. It's like a weird form yeah. of denial because as soon as you move out of the denial, this is what I'm really trying to say, I think you have to come into acceptance but the acceptance mm. beca- comes with the hurt little kid and the hurt teenager and the hurt 20 something um yeah. and a lot of like what ifs um that I'm gonna have to kind of come to terms with as well I think I think I think that's probably quite a normal response though because I remember I came into feminism quite late in my life mm. and when I started really looking into things like patriarchy and you know beauty standards I felt so fucking angry because oh, yeah. I felt like I'd been lied to my whole life yeah. so I can understand it's feeling like things could have been so different if I just had the knowledge and awareness mm. um and that's going to be the same because if if you knew younger that maybe you do have ADHD mm. you could have just people maybe approached you differently or you just did things through and you would just not like say so hard on yourself so I can understand that, like, frustration. I remember being in Southampton once and I bought some Rockstar soap from Lush, that nice pink soap that everyone loves, Rockstar. And I was sat on a bench and I think I was on the phone talking to someone. And a w- stranger walked up to me and went, why are you so loud? Oh, my God. And I remember getting really upset to the point that I left the bag my, I left my Lush bag yeah. on the street and so I lost my I lost these are the things that upset you when you're a teenager yeah um but again it's always been that like baffling component of what is it about me just being here existing that seems to fucking upset other people so much <laughs> yeah right yeah. and I, but I don't think that's unique to ADHDers I don't think it's unique to ADD I don't think it's unique to like uh, so I still want to hold on to this idea of I don't care kind of like who you are, what you've been diagnosed with or not. I think some of us have always had this kind of awareness that maybe we're just a little different. Yeah. You know, that maybe <laughs> it's always going to be hard to feel like we fit into the bigger picture. And, that, and I think we do have to find each other and I think we do have to stick together. Yeah. You know, um, find your find your tribe. And and I don't think that even, you know, I could go on Monday and this guy could tell me like, no, you don't have ADHD. And I'll be like, yeah. I'm just weird. Cool. I've always <laughs> known that. <laughs> I'm just loud and weird and uh, work the way that I do and have had the troubles I have in certain areas of my life because I'm me. And that's also crazy fucking beautiful and really cool, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about that. I think I, you know, I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to talk about it. It's the benefit of having a podcast. Um, but also like, I just want to thank the people who are listening that have been through this pain barrier already and the people that have shared about it and that do put that kind of content out there. Cause I think it is creating real change. I yeah. think people have encouraged to do that because it's impacted me. 
It's affected yeah. me. It's helped me to break down a lot of my own bullshit in a way that could have proved to be very, very helpful to me. So I want to say thank you to that for that. Yeah, I and I think there's there's a lot of people who share um, just information that is really helpful. Yeah, to a lot and of people I mean, about all sorts I'd, of things. I'd also say if you're someone that's struggling, who's feeling that frustration, and you know, talk to people, talk to your GP. If your GP shit, find another one um yeah. you know it's it I I feel like I'm maybe the person I'm most angry at is myself because it has been a tough 12 18 months and this is my doctor told me 12 18 months ago you know when I first sat there I went I feel like I'm just struggling in ways I shouldn't be struggling I feel frustration in places I don't necessarily understand why there's frustration and she was like it's this and I went what could it be and I've literally just been like <laughs> you know so I I uh, and I'd say to so to, I say to anyone that can relate and is a little bit kind of in shut down to the idea or doesn't want to entertain the idea or is finding it hard coming to terms with it, just 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 make the inquiries, talk to the people. Like I said, I'm going on Monday for this assessment. The guy's already pretty fucking convinced. <laughs> I had to do this. I had to do this pre-questionnaire, like book this appointment, did this questionnaire, and the guy was like, right, I'm gonna give you this like self-assessment form you know, sometimes, never, often kind of thing. And yeah. based on that, I'll decide like, you know, whether or not you need to come in on this date and what we're going to do. And it, I, it, I obviously didn't send it back because it was, I forgot. <laughs> and he emailed me and he was like, he was like, sent you a form. Did you want to fill that in and send it back to him? I was like, shit, sorry. It's literally on my desk. I can do it right now. And I sent it back and immediately he replied. He went, yeah, you need to come in on this date at this time. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, interesting. Okay, cool. All right then. So yeah, that's Monday and I'm looking forward to kind of updating everyone next week on how that yeah. went. Now, there's something that I wanted to bring up quickly. Okay. And I think we could have done like an entire episode on this, but it kind of yeah. relates to what it was I was just kind of talking about. And that was that we had somebody write in, didn't we? We did. We did. And what did they write in about, Sazzle? Have you got it there? Did, I don't actually. <laughs> Let me see. I know that we are firmly in the territory of compare and despair. Yeah. Shall I read it? Hang on, two sex. Yeah, let's keep this person anonymous, but let's read what it yeah, is that we'll they wrote. Yeah, we'll keep it anon, anon, anon. All right, hang on, I've just got a... Anon, anon. Anon, anon. I'll four, four pints of dark fruits four over it. It's going dark in. Fruits. I'm just trying to... There we go. I'm in. I'm amazed you haven't had to go for a wee yet, mate. To be I'm honest. like, I can do for a piss. Oh my god, I can do four pints of anything and not be like desperate to get off this court. <laughs> I might have to go for a wee in a mo. Uh, let me just find the messages. Da, 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 da. Uh, wrong one. Well, look, here's the thing. Why uh, don't we? Here we here's what we'll do, Sarah. Here's what we'll do. Yeah. Why don't you read this and we'll bring it up as a topic and then this is what we can talk about next week. Yeah. So, so you can go for a wee. Yeah, I love right. that for us. Well, I'm going for a wee now. No, you're not. You're Hannah, not, you're not going, going for a going. wee on the wee, podcast. Wee, wee. Oh, that's better. Anyway, this person, can you hear it? Sarah. <laughs> I had to go. Um, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. She it's did just at least a... turn her video off. <laughs> oh, I did actually think. Oh, actually, you can see me sat on my toilet. <laughs> if this is the first time that you've listened to an episode of Single Fat <laughs> I'd love to say that this is not the usual. This is not usual. I've just um, had four pints of dark fruits. This is not the usual state of affairs, but I think it kind of is at this point, to be honest. So we do love you and we are really grateful that you're here and we hope that this is entertaining to you. <laughs> oh, we can always edit it out. There we go. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast this week and they were talking about their like pet hate on a podcast and it was things like people like chewing or yeah. drinking noises or I'm not sure anyone has had a legit tinkle and a toilet flush <laughs> on their podcast before. <laughs> oh. Right, I've got okay. the message. So right. do you want me to read the message out and then this is what we're going to talk about next week and then people, yes. if you want to add your two cents. Please do. Send yeah. us a message, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so we got a message saying, could you do an episode on the compare and despair thing? 
and how millennials millennials feel they are wasting their life trying to be successful in every in everything and feeling like they're achieving nothing and we were like fuck yeah we can do that I'm sorry, but all oh, I man. had in all I had in my head then was millennium. Millennium. <laughs> are we millennials? We're not millennials, are yeah, we? Yeah, we are. We are. Are we? We just well for we me. Were Gen, I thought we were Gen Z. No, they millennial is from 1980. I was born in 81, so I scraped through, but I don't relate to millennial because I didn't grow up with computers. So they made a subcategory, which I can't remember the name of. Um, Gen, Gen something, because there's like a weird, we're not. Here we go, here we go. The birth years of millennials and Generation Z, depending on who you ask or what you read, you'll notice slight variations in the birth years of millennials and Gen Z. Why do generational birth years matter? I'm not convinced they really do. Keep on scrolling. Uh, uh. Millennials, is anyone born between 1981 and 1996? Yeah, I mean, that would be us then. So I was born in 81, but I didn't grow up with like the internet the way that younger millennials did. So I don't regret. And then they made a subcategory. Oh, Gen Y. Gen Y, because we were sort of in between... Gen X the last and Gen Z. Gen X yeah. And, and yeah. So, so the silent yeah. generation were 1925 to 1945, which is the Great Depression, the Dust Bar, World War II, McCarthyism. Then you add the boomers from 46 to 63. This is very American. Vietnam, Woodstock, the civil rights movement, President Kennedy's assassination and Watergate and space exploration. Enter Gen X, 1964 to 1978, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the Challenger disaster, AIDS, MTV, the Iranian hostage crisis, Desert Storm, Millennials or Gen Y, 1979 to 1995. It's weird, isn't it, that it's a millennial, yeah. 95, not 2000, because you, of yeah. course, thinking of millennium, you think of the millennium, millennium, 9-11, Columbine, Google, social media, video games, Y2K, Gen Z, 96 to 2010, the recession, ISIS, Sandy Hook, marriage equality, the first black president, the rise of populism. What came after Gen Z then? What gen is it now? I don't know. Because I, I think I looked at what my my child would be. Yeah. I don't know if they've thought of that one yet. What is after I, I, I just love our listeners are just hanging around while we Google things and read them to them. This is this is just superb. What is after Gen Z? So anybody born after 2010, this would be. So my um, child was born 2010. The generation that follows Gen Z is Generation Alpha, which includes anyone okay. born after 2010. Gen Alpha is still very young, but is on track to be the most transformative age group ever. Okay. I believe it, actually. Yeah, my little non-binary wonder. <laughs> yeah, so this is why generations today each span 15 years from Generation Y, millennials born from 80 to 94, Generation Z from 95 to 2009, and Generation Alpha from 2010 to 2024. And so it follows that Generation Beta will be born from 25 to 2039. Glad we cleared that up, everyone. Thank you for okay. uh, <laughs> letting us re-Google to you. So I'm just... I'm sorry, I'm just still reeling from the fact that I'm a millennial. Min, a mini- I know. A, a millennial. I thought I'm I was. A, 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 I thought I was Gen Z. So that's quite interesting. Man, I like I say, I just scrape in, but mm. didn't mm. grow up the same as many millennials. So I'm in that le- weird little you're a cusp. You're I'm a Z. Little, you're yeah. a Z millennial cusp. Yeah. Um. How did we start talking about this? Uh, compare and despair. <laughs> Okay, oh, mille- so next millennials, 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 or is the point we're trying to make here, is it? Yeah. This, 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 because we're, we're, the, we're the social media generation. Yeah, and we're the kids of boomers, right? Oh, yeah, true, true. Bootstrap yeah. energy, big bootstrap, big energy. bootstrap energy. So we're expected to grind. Yeah. Even though you could buy a house for £4.50. Yeah, 
uh and now we're kind of going that doesn't really work for us but we're stuck we're sort of stuck in between I think aren't we yeah I've always said that about yeah I've always said that about our generation is we feel like the sort of lost generation stop gap generation the trauma generation yeah you know everyone's like generation alpha are just gonna fucking like take off and kick ass and you're like because they're (laughs) gonna do everything differently to how we did it because what we did (laughs) didn't work in so no. many ways you know <laughs> so we 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 walked so you could run yeah alpha alpha babies um awesome so yeah it's a really really interesting question this idea yeah. of how do we deal with compare and despair uh first of all i think we need to define what the fuck is compare and despair yeah uh how that it does kind of affect us or impact us in the world of continually like living online uh, and I think it deserves and warrants an entire episode. No, um, I'm with you. So I think I think with you being post date and having taken a piss on the podcast, that we should just wrap it up today. Uh- yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I've lowered the tone. I'm off, <laughs> mate. This is our space. We can come here and be who we are. Um, and I love that for us. Uh, I'm going to ask you again, Sarah. What's the plan? Yeah. Get out. Oh, I don't know if I've got it in me. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the thought of putting my bra back on is not appealing right now. I love, again, I just love that for us. I love that. Mm. Well, I know, talking again just about myself, that like I said, 26 year old Hannah, full of four pints of cider with a guy that was even remotely interested that was like, come meet me in town. Yeah. I would, I would have been, I'd have shaved, I'd have had matching <laughs> underwear on, I would be, I'd have left that, I wouldn't have recorded, I wouldn't have kept this commitment, I'd still be in the pub with right him, <laughs> I'd have fucked you right off, I would, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I'd have been like, oh no, it's fine, I'll just text my friend now, and I'd have just gone into town with him, I'd have been waiting to wake up there tomorrow and have a nice I Sunday. Think, I think I need some food, and then I'll think about it. Yeah, that'll be it, that's going to be game yeah. over for you though, mate, you know that. Uh, yeah. I yeah so. but here's the thing 36 year old hannah is like you literally couldn't pry me off my sofa and the finale of rupaul's drag race um <laughs> and away from my cats unless you were who are we who are we still vibing with these days oh it would be tough once upon a time you see i'd have said johnny depp but that standard no longer stands does I it i know yeah jesus bit, christ weird oh, oh do you know what though hmm um, obviously my lady boner for Zac Efron. Yeah. He's got a new film coming out. He's <gasps> part of um Stephen King uh Firestarter, and he's playing a dad. My ovaries cannot deal with that. I'm gonna have to uh, I can't go to a cinema and watch that. I couldn't cope. I just, I, I, I think everybody has this with people, don't they? Like people that they have yeah. a crush on. I just, you've always said it's the jawline with Africa. Oh, I don't know what it is. Okay, one thinks it's a six pack. It's not. This is it's fake. When did it's you? When did beautiful. you first? Where does this crush originate from? Like when did you so, first? I was married. Mm. Uh, obviously not very happily married, and I watched. I love a good Nicholas Sparks movie. Okay, yeah, yeah um, right. Um, and he's in one called The Lucky One, mm. and I just watched it because nothing else to do. And I went, Holy fuck, Zach Efron is like grown up and he's just beautiful. And it's ever since then, but a lot of it is because, um, in all honesty, when I'm quite unhappy and, de- un- and depressed, I just get very obsessed with things. Um, because I just need to distract myself from feeling. So it can be a TV show, a band, a person. And I've done it all my life from boy bands. And I like, I can admit that. There you go. <laughs> uh, any of the people who have been diagnosed with ADHD listening to this podcast, um, <laughs> probably laughing out loud. Is that a moment. thing? Is that an Not ADHD at you, thing? you understand? Not at yeah. you, you understand? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Because I've always gone, like, why do I do that? Why do I do that? And it will it's, be... Because it's a form of it's... self-soothing. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. And and see, I knew I knew there was someone going on with me, but I've done it since, especially since I was Tina. It'd be a boy band. It's been TV yeah. shows, and it is literally just I'm changing the tune in my brain to something else. Yeah. What if I told you <laughs> that not everyone has different channels in their brain and can tune them in in that way? I did not know that. Neither did I. <laughs> oh my god, do we have ADHD? <laughs> I don't know, which is why I'm following the advice of my doctor and going yeah. to see a psychiatrist who is the only person who is qualified to yeah. uh, assess whether or not I have ADHD. Um, very normal for people with ADHD to also have anxiety and depression and other things yeah. going on which make it even harder to find and treat um but again part of the reason that I'm going for the assessment on Monday is because I'm currently on an SSRI because I went back on medication because I couldn't deal with the overwhelm and I thought the overwhelm was as a result of the depression but an right. SSRI can actually exacerbate the some of the symptoms of your ADHD and so what I've experienced in the last sort of like three to six months is more procrastination more inability to focus more fixation when the fixation is hyper like it's it's unreal like and it's just it's just lit me up like a fucking awareness christmas tree and being like oh oh god so part <laughs> again part of my motivation in going is that i don't want to be continuing to take a fucking antidepressant if the antidepressant yeah, is no, actually exactly. making things worse <laughs> <laughs> which i've kind of felt they always have done Again, it's this whole thing of like, yeah, yeah. everyone's told me that I have fucking depression. I take this medication and yet it doesn't help. I just feel like I just want to lay in bed and stare at the wall for fucking four hours, even though I've got loads of shit that I need to do. Make it make sense. That's not helping yeah. me. That's because it's not the right fucking medication. There we go. We oh, learn mate. something new every day. <laughs> well, I will obviously I'll, I'll let you all know and I'll let you know yeah. how, how it Good goes. Luck. But May, like seriously, I... I I, like I said, I was really avoidant. And since I've had this appointment, I've become more acceptant. And the more acceptant I've been, the more reading and actual research that I've done and actually allowing myself to kind of talk to people and share my experience. And now, like I said, when you have those moments where you go, what do you mean not everybody does that? <laughs> what do you mean not everybody's playing three or four different channels in their brain at one time and can be in more than one at once? And be it's like the fact that I can be watching a film and be on my phone. And yeah. people will be like, why are you not watching? And I'll be like, like I, I am. I could literally just recite the last 10 minutes of dialogue to you. Like, <laughs> I had someone at work because I, uh, back in the office, I sometimes shove my headphones on and listen to podcasts. Mm. And she went, How can you do that? I said, no, It's easy. I can just do it. I can do that. Like, yeah. Because the podcast, it's, it's there. Here, I need right? it. And that's there. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like me, if one, something I noticed recently in the last year is if I you put me in a restaurant, right, and I'm having to a conversation with someone, but they're playing music in the restaurant, yeah. like if I'm underneath a speaker or something, can't cope, can't deal, <gasps> completely shut down. Overwhelm. Complete overwhelm. Yeah, 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 Ooh, yeah. Like yes. I'm in a restaurant, I'm out <laughs> of my usual setting, and I'm trying so hard to concentrate yeah. on what this person's saying because that doesn't come naturally to me. It hurts. And I've got... And I'll be, I will literally look when I go in restaurants and I'll be like, sorry, we have to move. And somebody will be like, why? Well, but like, we're sat under yeah. the speaker. And they're like, yeah, but it's not that loud. And I'm like, it's not the point. Because I can't, I, can't fucking I do went it. out for function. dinner for my friend's birthday about a month ago. And we were sat at our table and then a big party came in and we we're getting their drinks. And it was so loud, the chatter. And I, I couldn't handle it. And I sat there and I even went, oh, I just feel really like overstim, like, overstimulated by like the noise yeah. and they went and my friends like, oh, all right they're going in a minute but because it's like I, I can't listen to you because all I can hear is the chatter and it hurts my brain yeah <laughs> yeah I mean again you know it's that whole thing of like part of being human is experiencing overwhelm you know I everyone can experience sensory overwhelm but it's just for me now the more that I go oh, I can't I, I I'm having continual moments of just being like Oh fuck! That really explains so much. Yeah. <laughs> Times when I've been really wound up and frustrated, and the other person or other people have just been like, "Why are you like this?" As well, yeah. you know, especially when I think back in relationships, and 
getting frustrated or upset and the other person seeming to have like a complete inability to empathize or relate. I mean, their primary issue was that they were men. Um, (laughs) um, All joking aside, like, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's tough. I'm having a really tough time with this. I'll be really honest about it. I'm having a really hard time. And uh, part of that is because I pride myself on being like an insane fucking overachiever, which might be one of the best side effects of this. I don't know yet. Um, And I'm, I am wrestling with the stigma of there now being something wrong with me or, you know, maybe, you know, um, things could have been a lot easier if I'd recognized this sort of thing earlier. I don't, and I don't know. I've said it. I've said all of it. I'll keep you informed. But yes, mate. Maybe do a little googling. Uh, maybe. Little... <laughs> I, if I uh, if I find any resources or anything useful, I'll obviously forward them and yeah, send them no, to you. Also, any anybody listening that has got any helpful resources or anything they could share with uh, with me with us, um, you can use our email, which is single fat forty. Uh, S-I-N-G-L-E-F-A-T-4-0 at gmail.com and obviously you can DM us on Instagram as well and next week we're going to be getting into that massive topic why are we like this uh, <laughs> the millennials compare and despair why yeah. do we com- constantly compare ourselves to others and what we see on the internet and then fail to kind of get kick-started in our own endeavors I'm obviously going to have a lot to say on that yeah. um, but <laughs> and if you have a lot to say please like let us know yeah, we'll do some polls in our stories over the next week yeah. or so. You know, is that something that you struggle with? Is it something that affects you? Um, maybe it's not. We want to hear about that then as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>